Run for your lives! The curse is real! Today, we're taking a look into Universal's first psychological thrill ride, Revenge of the Mummy. A ride so thrilling, not even the magic can save you. And if you don't believe me, ask Brendan Fraser. I'm Cheryl! I'm Ashby. And I'm Molly. Welcome aboard. Please keep all hands, arms, legs, and feet inside at all times. Podcast, you are all clear. Just like I kind of believe in astrology, I kind of believe in making sure, like, you should just wear the mat, like, the symbol of the magi if you're going to be in this temple. It's important. Well, right. I think that if just whether or not you believe in it or not, just take all precautions and respect ancient dig sites, right? That's a lesson I learned from this attraction. Or maybe here's the thing: don't go digging up dead bodies. Like, okay, yeah, just, just let them be. Let them be. I'm a big fan of like archaeologists, mostly because of Indiana Jones. So it's yeah, like same. <laughs> I I guess I support it, but at this point, like, haven't all of the like ancient bodies been dug up? I don't think anybody listening needs to go do that. Correct. <laughs> right. So don't put yourself in harm's way, and if you do, ensure that you wear the symbol of the Magi. Uh, we're selling our own version of the symbol of the Magi on our website gift shop right now. Yeah, right. Uh, for our Patreon listeners, there's an exclusive, so rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> we actually don't have a website or a gift shop, no. so sorry. Yeah, don't, don't, don't listen don't to any of that, that stuff. Up. No, none of it. Yeah, we don't have that. Sorry. <laughs> so if our witty banter has confused you at all, we're talking today about Revenge of the Mummy. The ride. The ride. Yes. Yeah, don't forget that last part, okay? Nomenclature oh, yeah. is important. <laughs> trademark R, Revenge of the Mummy, the ride. <laughs> at Universal Studios, trademark R, Florida. <laughs> R, Hollywood. R, Hollywood, or R, Singapore. Um. So... Revenge of the Mummy, the ride is based off of, not sarcastically, the blockbuster hit The Mummy and Return of the Mummy, very popular films that were released in 1999 and 2001, respectively. I have not seen this movie. (laughs) Ever? Ever. Ashby, have you seen it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm is pretty this? sure most of our visitors, visitors, yeah, welcome guys, okay, our welcome. listeners. Thank you for visiting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure most of the listeners probably have seen this movie. Can you give me a 30 second synopsis? Oh man. <sighs> okay. So it's <laughs> starts... 10 seconds, I don't care. <laughs> okay, so it starts out with um, back in the day, I'm not sure of the names, I'm going to butcher them, but there was Emotep who was kind of. I think a dark lord and he fell in love with this lady turns out this lady was already married to like the most popular like pharaoh guy whatever in egypt at the time so when he found out that they were having an affair he was like look i'm killing both of you well he couldn't catch Imatep. he fled but he did kill um his wife lady and so Imatep was like i'm going to save you i'm going to resurrect you so he goes into the temple later on to try and resurrect her all of the like king guys guys like kill him then and that's like the end well, they all get put into like their mummy wraps and their sarcophaguses and in the Anubises and throwing out all the terms that I don't you know are. what I'm talking about. Sounds um, good. So then, flash forward to 
I guess, 1999 or whatever year the movie is supposed to be set in. I think in. it's supposed to be in, like, 1920, right? 1920. I mean, that would make a lot more sense. It would be a very steampunk 1999. And I guess, you know, there's all these archaeologists. Rachel Weiss is in it, and she's a librarian. Brendan Fraser's in it, and I guess he kind of is just looking to steal stuff from Ugh. temples. Bad boy. I know, but mm-hmm. he gets in. He knows the way, so... Through all of that, they get there, they resurrect Imhotep, and then he's trying to, like, kill everybody, and then use Rachel Weiss's character to then bring back his old girlfriend. You know, a typical love story. The, yeah, normal love story. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, so he doesn't sound like such a bad guy, but he's totally the Imhotep. Did I say yeah. that right? Is, Imhotep. Is sure. the bad, Imhotep. He's the bad guy in this ride. So he doesn't he, sound that bad. So, oh, no. I, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was I, just going to say, he's definitely a bad guy. Oh, okay. He's definitely a bad guy. I left out um, that... Most of they, the story. <laughs> oh, a good portion. I'm so sorry that... My recap was complete. It makes him sound a little... Um, like, I feel sorry for him. It sounds like he just... I mean, if you... So here, I felt the same way when I was rewatching it today, but... You know, he did kind of try to steal some dude's wife. Like, you know, it's not the greatest. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, lady's name was Anaksu Namun. She was the mistress of Pharaoh Seti, I guess. I don't know. But when he finally killed Imhotep, he put a curse on him so that if he was ever brought back to life, he would plague the world. The so Pharaoh did? Yeah. Well, that's but- rude. I agree. See, I think it is very... I think there's another villain in this story, and it sounds like it's the Pharaoh. Oh, for sure. He was trying to separate (laughs) love. He should have just been like, you're right, you guys go have happy fun times, and I should just live a loveless life. But, like, why did he have to curse the future people? Like, that just feels excessive. That that Mm -hmm. serves no one. You're not wrong. What happens in The Mummy Returns? Let me guess. (laughs) So here's the thing. My limited mummy knowledge does not extend to the mummy returns. But I do know that that was the first movie for Dwayne The Rock Johnson out of his WWE career. Mm. And thank God it was. Goodness. He is a national treasure. National treasure. Do you know what two acting credits he has before that? Okay, well, I'll tell you. No, I don't. So he was in that 70s show playing an American wrestler, which turns out to be, like, The Rock's father later on. Like, that's the story that they play. Oh. But the other one, Ashby, you'll be excited, he was in Star Trek Voyager. Yes, I know that. Oh, that's right. I didn't know that was oh. before. Yeah, uh, it was yeah. before. How cra- Yeah. Oh, we just watched that episode, like, a couple weeks ago. That's so crazy. What? Did, what well, who's his character? So basically, he okay. Uh, this is like really nerdy, but like basically, the crew come across this like uh, society that it's like it's almost like um, like um, Mad Max style, where like they have these, but it's very futuristic, where they have these like fights that happen to the death in this oh. like enclosure, and it's just for the pleasure of the viewer. Like they're like, oh, let's just watch these people kill each other, oh. and so The Rock plays this character who is undefeated. And one of the characters from the, the crew has to fight him, and then oh, it goes no. into this whole story around that. Yeah, yeah. It was a really good episode, and just funny that it's funny because I, I, th- I think at the time when Voyager was playing, I was also watching wrestling because The Rock. I knew The Rock from wrestling as well. So yeah, it's like it was like a weird like 
uh, crossover thing. His oh, wow. name was Tsunkatsi. Tsunkatsi? In the Star Trek episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was an yeah. alien wrestler who fought the popular character Seven of Nine. Yeah, the Borg. And so then Dwayne The Rock Johnson's character from The Mummy Returns is then turns into the spin-off series, The Scorpion King, right? Yes, yeah. And I mean, for, you know, this, The Re- Mummy Returns was in 2001, and I did not, I've never watched this movie, but I did see a clip, and it is possibly the worst CGI I've ever seen in my entire life. I've just seen man. like, yeah, I've seen like little clips of it, and I, because <laughs> I never watched the movie, <laughs> and I was like, wait, this is real? Like, this looks really bad. And from that, they were like, oh, more movies. I think The Rock was just so wonderful; they needed to keep him around. Well, and again, thank goodness they did, because now we have such hits as Moana and The Jungle Book coming out next summer. Yes. Ju- uh, it's the jung- Jungle Cruise. Sorry, right. Jungle Let's, Cruise. Oh my gosh. What is happening? That was a real faux pas on my end. Uh, Jane the Rock Johnson, star of the Jungle Book. <laughs> I'd watch it. I'd watch both of those. Absolutely. I, you know, I would watch almost anything that The Rock is in, including a Tooth Fairy movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. What was that called? That was not bad. The Tooth Fairy. Wasn't it just The Tooth Fairy? Uh, bad name. Great movie. <laughs> you can find The Tooth Fairy now on Disney+. Plus. Let's. So why, why, are, why does this exist? So this is a movie, The Mummy. It was, it's almost 20 years old. It is 20 years old. Um, so why is there a ride in three Universal Parks about this movie? Whereas we've had plenty of wonderful movies in the past 20 years. Why don't they have a ride? Well, there's a story behind this. Oh, tell us, tell Molly. Tell us, Molly. <laughs> okay, so around this time, let's call it 2001, uh, 1999-ish, um, Universal Studios Florida was uh, very seriously kind of in the throes of their phase two, let's call it. They had a lot of plans going on in order to um, start really competing with their neighbor, Walt Disney World, a couple of miles down the road. Um, they'd been open for a decade. They kind of had a lot of experience at this point. They were doing relatively well. But again, they, they wanted to get like a bigger p- piece of the vacation pie, basically, right? People were still just going to Universal for a day or a half day on their Disney vacations, basically. So they were doing two things, two big pushes. The first was to open their second gate, Islands of Adventure. Love Islands of Adventure, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then their second thing was was kind of like an overall refresh of their attractions over at Universal Studios. So we discussed this in our Halloween Horror Nights episode, but Universal Studios originally in Florida was just like a expansion of the classic tram tour out in Hollywood where their opening day attractions were just like... Um, expanded e-ticket <laughs> rides of like um jaws and et and the king kong encounter um and specifically the king kong encounter was called kong Frontation and was a big hmm. elaborate um attraction at universal orlando that i unfortunately never got to experience me neither oh i did Ooh. But I don't remember it. I was very young. Oh. It looks I feel, 
it looked incredible though like there's nothing else like it or like there was nothing like it at the time and there's definitely been nothing like it since isn't it the one where like because i remember when i was a kid there was always talk of like a ride with king kong where you could smell the banana breath Ooh. Was that the attraction? It, it is or that it, one, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. So you, you're you are essentially um, suspended on like a, um, on the Roosevelt Island, like, gondola system, basically. Um, mm. And going through New York and King Kong was on the loose and you were trying to, you know, escape the city and you were always like, um, you know, 10 seconds ahead of him, basically, or behind him, maybe, because you saw destruction all around you and then at a certain point you come like face to face with king kong and it looks like he like shakes your tram and stuff it was just like allegedly again i've only ever seen photos and videos and just read accounts but it was kind of like the pinnacle of universal studios what they did best which was like building a movie set it was like you were going through right right yeah i don't remember much about the actual ride i mean i remember feeling like I was riding a gondola by it, but not really being concerned for the monkey or anything. I mean, I guess he's an ape. Mm-hmm. But they had a pretty awesome photo photo exhibit at the end where you got to pose with King Kong holding you, and that's about the only thing I remember about that attraction. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I really, I'm, this is one of those ones I wish I could have seen, I think. I think I would have really enjoyed it. A lot of physical sets, you know, no screens, things like that. Oh, gosh, the screens are too much now. So many screens. Um, but so coming back to Kong Frontation and why we're even talking about it now, um, it was the f- basically the first of the classic Universal rides to get big, uh, and I call them upgrades. Basically, they got rid of them. Um, Universal decided kind of collectively to say instead of focusing on our like history and legacy as a movie studio, we are going to embrace the present and the future, and we want to be the park where you go to experience. Um, the biggest movies of the day basically they wanted to become like the contemporary movie park and that was like a a big kind of change or um turn for them kind of a pivotal moment for them as a as a theme park that and has paved the, the experience for the following 20 years i'd say quite <laughs> which a is bit. funny because now when you look at the mummy in the park you're like oh look at that classic <laughs> well exactly and, and and everyone i mean it's a very still a very popular ride and well loved mm-hmm. But is it in no way as reflective of like today's biggest hits, which um, we'll touch on later is like, is there mm-hmm. a threat <laughs> to the mummy possibly? Um, right. But the mummy was the first or the confrontation was the first victim of that. Um, they decided they were going to make a thrill ride attraction based off of the mummy movies that were very, very popular at the time. Basically, um, the mummy was a blockbuster hit and they immediately started like greenlit the mummy returns so immediately they knew they were going to have two big budget movies on their hands over the next few years so it made sense um as a topic to focus on but so uh the confrontation soundstage was giant it was located in the new york section of universal orlando and they tore everything out of the giant soundstage to start from scratch and build out uh, Revenge of the Mummy, the ride. Confrontation actually closed on September 2002, and then it took almost two years to build out Revenge of the Mummy. The funny thing about Confrontation, though, is that the um, there are still some track pieces in the Mummy show building right now, like along the ceiling. 
um, because they were cool. built completely into the the building itself, so they couldn't be removed. So it's kind of like an unintentional little tribute still in the right. I, I love those kind of th- I love when they do that. I do like, too. They leave things like I've been in particular rides, specifically at Disney, where you you get the tour and they're like, oh, look behind this little curtain. And then there's like a remnant of an attraction that was there when this building was originally built. And there's just such a, such a cool like feeling of history there uh, when they re um, when they redo a location, but they still keep elements of whatever was there before. I agree. Nancy. Most likely because of cost, but like at least it's still a great like, it's a fun little Easter egg. It is, and it's like um, if you know about it, you know about it, and that's kind of what makes it special. So mm-hmm. you're welcome for telling you all about this. Yeah, now you all know. <laughs> yeah, now you can pray that you get stuck on that ride and they turn on the inside work lights. I so have never kind of look for it. Gotten stuck on a ride at Universal. Oh. I've been stuck on the Hogwarts. No, yeah. Oh, the, which one? The original one. The like Forbidden in the Journey? one. Yes. Oh, how fun. Which part? I'm so curious. I honestly don't remember, but I remember they turned on the lights for like a split second and I went to go look at that like arm that mm-hmm. we like heard about and I was oh, like yeah. so excited about my life. You oh, know, really cool. working in the industry for so long, I, I never uh, like was evacuated off of a ride when i was a guest except the first time it happened was in singapore and we were on the sesame street ride Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, what, are the, street what do the bones ride. look like at the sesame yeah. street ride it was actually really i mean it was a cool ride because it was just like a it's like a, a ride it's a what, i can't remember exactly what it is but it's like it's hanging from a track and then it's just a slow moving ride that takes you through different uh areas of sesame street and you see all the characters and stuff and so it was cool we we got stopped and then i got to watch them evacuate uh and they did they did if you're listening from singapore they did a fantastic job it was beautifully done very orderly probably textbook the way they did it i was very impressed kudos to singapore the only other ride that i had that happen on was um shikra in bush gardens tampa and if you don't know what that ride is it's basically this giant coaster with like 10 seats wide three rows and it has like the most ridiculous um degree drop is that the one but, that like pauses you yeah it like stops like, you face down before you drop yeah pretty much yeah please tell me that's not where you got stuck no where i got evacuated was in the station <laughs> oh, thank goodness. wait did you just we, get off the ride i was i was the there was a car a vehicle in the station and then we were the vehicle that was right behind it on the basically like the this it's part of the station but not where uh, you load and unload right right, right. and okay. so they had to bring out these little they had these metal platforms that they just lowered down in our spot and then we were just able to walk out from there so okay. i don't i don't consider that an evacuation but that's like the only other time that it's ever happened i got evac'd off of spaceship earth it was awesome oh that is the best and the worst <laughs> yeah what part oh just There's... the last part but oh. it still oh. was cool so we walked down like a ton of steps oh boy man favorite. i that that, that ride is like a nightmare for people who have a hard time 
with stairs. Oh, I bet. Yeah. It is. I mean, I have a hard time with stairs, <laughs> and just walking it was a disaster. Like as a per- physically fit person who should be able to take sca- stairs, you so would hate. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's so bad, and some of them are really steep in certain parts of it too, and it's so. Yeah, it's just not fun. I mean, it's great because you get to see everything <laughs> as you walk by well, it. Sort of, or like super creepy. Yeah, that could be it too. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Revenge of the Mummy. Speaking of creepy. <laughs> Speaking of creepy things. Stephen Summers, who is the director for both of the Mummy movies, actually worked in collaboration with Universal Creative to pull the attraction together. Which That's cool. It is really cool. And actually something that is... Um, kind of unique to Universal. They have a very good track record of working very closely with the original creators or directors of of films and movies to make sure the experience is like as authentic as possible. Um, S- Steven Spielberg was in- completely instrumental in getting the park kind of to exist. Um, hmm. Very involved in all of his attractions that he are all you know all the attractions based off films that he's involved in and then even jk rowling stuff for harry potter she was oh yeah involved yeah. with every little step down to like menus and items in the gift shop and stuff so um yeah universal definitely allows collaboration with other well hey look look i mean disney finally jumped on board uh with pandora great point <laughs> great point yeah they learned they learned a lot and george lucas was involved a lot with like star tours Star Tours. Yeah. um but star tours isn't a plot a a plot uh, an attraction based off the plot exactly of the right. movies so it it's was the war the universe but the not universe. the yeah. story of the movie yeah yeah but but universal definitely has um a great history with collaboration and the head of or the kind of uh, most the team member most involved on universal creative was john murdy and he's the current uh, current head of universal creative right now so wow. quite the career sir. yeah that's amazing that he's still with that that's great that's awesome in that industry yeah and also like ugh, how cool is that <laughs> yeah what a dream job um, so the mummy ride is considered or like the marketing behind what uh, Universal would call the mummy attraction is a psychological thrill ride, which is a made up word, <laughs> like a made, <laughs> made up thing. That's not like an official category in theme parks. Um, but <laughs> and the award for most psychological thrill ride. But I mean, I guess if we think about it, like Tower of Terror is definitely a psychological thrill ride. We spent an hour and a half talking about how it's not outright terrifying but it's psychologically thrilling um basically what universal means is it's a dark ride so like slow moving with physical sets um and then roller coaster bursts um the psychological thrill ride part is they wanted to focus and immerse the riders in the most common phobias that include um fear of bugs fear of darkness Fear of the unknown, fear of the paranormal, um, which kind of in that order, <laughs> I feel like this ride exposes you to, by the way. Oh, agreed. Um, mm-hmm. So well done. Psychologically thrilling. Yeah, they checked those boxes. Check, 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 check. Um, okay, so Revenge of the Mummy, the ride. 
uh, is actually located in three different parks uh, that Universal has. So we have Universal Orlando, which we've been talking about, uh, Universal Hollywood, and then Universal in Singapore. Um, if you're not aware, there is a Universal Park in Singapore. So I guess first we'll just say kind of the timeline of it, because as you mentioned, Universal Studios Florida, it um, you know they were working on it for a couple of years while they were still trying to change some things, kind of revitalize. So it opened in 2004, May of 2004. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, it was built into the um, building that they had used for confrontation. Right. And then um, Universal Studios Hollywood, they also <laughs> nixed an older ride, which was E.T. Adventure. Ugh, what a crime. I oh, know. Oh, man. Sad, right? Yeah, um, very sad. And then replaced it. And same thing, I think there's some elements of the old attraction, and they had to do some modifications to get everything to fit into that building. Mm -hmm. And so that leaves Singapore, which was actually the only one that was built brand new with uh -huh. the park because Singapore didn't open till later it, it, it opened um, the, the ride opened with the park uh, so that was in March of 2010 um, which gave them the ability to really kind of go crazy with the theming mm -hmm. for their I'll just say exterior building and also to be honest it was a whole land so they had a whole ancient Egypt land wow. and then mummy was like the signature attraction in that land that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, kind of crazy. Uh, fun fact, just so everybody is aware, I did go to Singapore Universal Studios, so I have in been on this attraction. In preparation for this episode? Yeah, I <laughs> actually went just yesterday. <laughs> cool. That's dedication. Uh, we, I'd like to thank our Patreon uh, <laughs> folks for this trip. We don't have a Patreon either. I just make oh, that right. Yeah, we don't have that either. <laughs> I'd like to thank our... Um, Kickstarter fund right. donators. <laughs> people who are mailing in checks. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Um, mail. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I actually got to go to Singapore um, when I was in China. I was there um, helping with Shanghai when they were opening up the Disney Park there. Um, so I was lucky enough to go to Singapore. Went to Universal Studios, and I was very impressed with the park. It was really cool. They have a couple rides that you don't see anywhere else. They had a uh, Battlestar Galactica roller coaster, Whoa. like a dueling coaster. That was my favorite. Um, and just, it, it was it was just a great, I mean, we could probably do like a, a whole episode about that park. But um, Revenge of the Mummy, the ride there. <clears throat> Again, there's a whole land for Egypt. You have two rides. You've got Revenge of the Mummy, the ride, and you have um, another ride that was called, it was like a, a Jeep ride. What was the name of it? I had it here somewhere. Oh, it's called Treasure Hunters. So it was like one of those, you know, vehicles on a ride track. You get in and it just slowly drives through. But it was kind of like a safari ride because it was like animatronic animals. So you'd see like an animatronic hippo uh, or another wild animal along your journey. Um, so like good for the whole family, right? And then they had a food and beverage location, and they also had a merchandise location. So this nice little land that was tucked mm -hmm. in there. And then the exterior of the mummy, or the, the Revenge of the Mummy, the ride, <laughs> was a giant, like, Egyptian tomb. Oh, so it's cool. this huge, huge building. So it automatically, like, it that was just an amazing, uh, what do we call it? Weenie? Mm. <laughs> 
Yeah, you're describing um, a weenie right now. Yeah, this was definitely a weenie that would bring you into the land because it was just it, it, it was like the centerpiece. Um, and funny enough, Singapore had a couple of those because they also have, if you get a chance, um, Google the Shrek land in <laughs> Singapore Universal, and you'll see the castle that is from the movie. And it's a full-blown castle that they built that, that has the, the Shrek uh, 3D show in it. Uh, beautiful. But so you can tell they put a lot of time into building these kind of like signature buildings within each land to kind of um, make like a centerpiece, if you will. So that's what that ended up being, this giant Egyptian tomb. And then from there, uh, once you walk in, it's pretty much identical to the um, Universal Orlando uh, Revenge of the Mummy attraction, the queue and the ride. So if we go into that, then it's basically the same. Obviously, there was a few upgrades because technology was a little bit better, uh, what, like six years later or whatever. Um, but yeah, it, 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 I liked it because the reason I liked it was because I was used to the Orlando attraction and I loved, I, I loved what they did with it. So to see that they just redid it again was great. They didn't need to make any changes because it's already a great attraction. So I'm glad you brought that this up because the one of the, probably the biggest difference between the Singapore ride and the Orlando ride is that they they were able to drop the often kind of like <laughs> stressful thing that most a lot of universal rides deal with which is like the we're gonna show you how movies are made sub story yeah, <laughs> that was like an yeah. original theme for the park and sometimes they had to like back into that storyline for some of these attractions um <laughs> this was pre like the immersive world of harry potter so they're always trying to like um to work into the like magic of movie making subplot. Um, so when you, so in the Orlando version, it takes place on the New York um, area of the facade of the museum of antiquities. But when you walk in, you're on the movie set for this fictional sequel to the mummy called the revenge of the mummy, which is why the ride is called the revenge of the mummy. The ride. The ride. <laughs> <laughs> but the the fictional movie is called Revenge of the Mummy, of the Mummy. which is Got why it. they had to specify that this is the ride. Yeah, Part you didn't want to get confused because there's the movie and people were like, wait, I'm going to ride a movie? No, no, no. no you're no, going to no. ride We're going to ride the, the ride of the movie, <laughs> the fictional sequel. Um, right. <laughs> but that's where I think Singapore definitely has a leg up because they didn't have to like weirdly acknowledge any sort of like that subplot they were just like oh no you're remember how you're in egypt look around now come into (laughs) this tomb and oh it's guess what it's cursed like they were able to like jump into that storyline a lot more seamlessly um yeah adding in you know the upped effects and and the additional technology and yeah i think we probably got our our best version of the ride in singapore i'd say yeah Um, and i i will say the rest of the park is very much like that where I, there is a section dedicated to like a backlot feel because it's like the city streets, mm. like the U.S. city streets, which is funny yeah, in a different country. <laughs> um, but then everywhere else, it felt like you're truly stepping into um, a themed land. So, you know, we always talk about how like Disney really blew it out of the water with Cars Land. I feel like that was one of the big ones mm-hmm. that really came out where you're like walked onto, or you just basically walk into the story of a movie. Right. 
I I would honestly say that I think Singapore did a great job of doing that maybe First. ahead of the time, yeah. you know. Yeah. Interesting. Um but the I guess we'll just jump into the the Orlando version then and then we can point out the differences in Hollywood as well. Mm-hmm. Um but like I said is in the Orlando one you enter through the you enter into the queue which essentially the pre-show video set you up to understand that um, they're filming this new mummy movie um, on site and the whole cast and crew acknowledges that there was probably a curse on the first couple movies there were a lot of accidents on this is the pre-story this isn't true um i'm wearing my magi symbol though so i can say things like this um but so that that's the sub that's the pre-show story here is that if you wear the symbol of the magi kind of around your neck you'll be free from this curse and you know what who's not doing this jerk face brendan fraser he doesn't believe in it he refuses to wear this and he looks like a real a real jerk in this pre-show i mean i think he gets what's coming to him (laughs) 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 there's like a scene actually where he he, and he's really kind of caught up in his coffee addiction during this ride Very as well. So. Oh, like yes. he gets refused service by like the catering lady because he's not wearing a symbol. And then in the ride, again, spoiler, he has this whole outburst about his coffee. He's just he doesn't come off very lovable in this attraction no. whatsoever. You know, and good for him for being okay with that. Mm-hmm. His ego wasn't too big. No, he was like, I can play this character, hopefully, we assume, or maybe that was really him. Quite correct. Maybe this was the his true side. We just don't know. Yeah, and he didn't get why it was so terrible. So this is where this ride gets a little confusing, though, because it jumps in and out of, like, are we a movie? Are we, a re- are we in a temple? <laughs> is, right. Is, it gets a little jumbled, but... You know, uh, most people don't notice. I definitely didn't notice the first couple times I went on this. I just thoroughly enjoyed myself. So, well, you, you, I mean, it is definitely like one of those great cues that you get overwhelmed mm-hmm. with all the little fun things to look at and interactive stuff. There's a ton of interactive stuff in this queue, and it's like cool, dark inside. It's a wonderful way to spend yeah. spend some time um, if you are stuck in the Orlando heat. So remember that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get to the ride vehicles, and the ride vehicles themselves are very um, neat looking, I think. Um, we have this number written down somewhere. I think it's a 16-passenger vehicle. Is that correct? Yes. That kind of splits halfway in between. Right. I mean, visually, they're um, somewhat similar. Actually, the whole ride loading experience is really reminiscent to me of the like Indiana Jones ride in Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Kind of, rem- kind of moody. Um, I will say that the costumes of the team members at Revenge of the Mummy look like they could be pirates. It always gets a little confusing to me. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? They were like headscarves. Yeah, this, that was the part that always threw me. I was like, wait, do you live here do you, or do you right, work here? Right. I'm so confused right now. You're like, are, are you a crew I mean, member? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. You an extra. You know what? That actually is something I don't remember about this ride. Like, why are you getting into a vehicle? Like, that isn't set up very well. Wasn't there a... Gosh, now I'm, like, trying to remember the pre-show. Because isn't... There's... Oh, no, I guess you're right. There's no, like... 
I thought there was like a journey that we were going on, but maybe not. If it is mentioned, it's not very prominently mentioned. It may be just like, okay, go help us take something through the tomb or something. I'm not sure. I don't know why we're getting in these vehicles. Yeah. But I guess yeah. like at a certain point in the queue as a as like a visitor, you're just like, oh, I don't care. I'm just happy we're getting yeah. on the ride now. We've been waiting for an hour. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess if you're going, if you're walking into a place that like is showing antiques you know or like going through like the archaeological piece mm-hmm. then maybe you're like oh i'm just gonna go in here oh look there's a little thing where i can ride a uh, a cart a mine cart sure you know that feels like into the potentially thing. illogical next right step. yeah you just fill in the blank with whatever you want yeah it, it'll work um oh there is something that happens in the pre-show scene that's pretty important so in yes. order to get served by the catering lady brendan jerkface um steals the magi symbol off of a other crew member named reggie (gasps) poor reggie poor reggie yeah Yeah, he gets he's innocent in all of this Mm because then he injures himself because he doesn't have his safety magi Mm -hmm. which he fully believes in Mm -hmm. but he's trying to be a good crew member yep and gets trapped in a sarcophagus prop in the backstage it's so sad really yeah poor reggie yeah, and according to Wikipedia, it just says the inside queue morphs into a 1940s archaeological dig. But why are you getting on a but vehicle? Why? <laughs> it just it just happens. You it know? just kind of happens. Listen, Universal is like, I'm not going to force feed the guest. Okay, the Correct. guest is smart, smart enough, enough to know yep. why they're getting in this yep. vehicle. Yeah, I think that's true. I respect <laughs> so I, yeah. that. I mean, for me, I guess I would assume that, hey, they're filming on location. We thought it was a museum of archae- of antiquities, but it's not. We're actually in Egypt. And wow, wow, wow. It's happening. Yeah. But that's a what good point. is the vehicle doing there? <laughs> Correct. Well, maybe, we don't maybe know. that's a that's know. how they that's how they transport everybody into where the uh, where they're filming? Yeah, is Probably. anybody um, up on Egyptian motorcades and motor vehicles? Because I'm not. I'm not. No, you're right. Well, and I can't I, speak I feel to like something this day I'm not an age, expert in. It's probably the same. <laughs> right. Do we actually know the full range of Emotep's powers? Because we I don't. I don't feel like we do. That's a good point. I, this is probably Emotep's pl- master plan. He summoned these vehicles. Ooh, it's a minecart. Mm. It is a minecart, yeah. Oh, what are they yeah. mining? <laughs> well, again, I think that's how they got down into Egyptian ruins. Right, mm. right. I'm gonna have to just leave this one. I think it's a mystery we're never gonna solve. <laughs> Actually, this ride vehicle makes a lot more sense than the Indiana Jones one because how did they get like a jeep down into that temple? It's a really good question. Whereas, like, a and you'll find cart... out on. <laughs> Episode four ninety. When we talk about Indiana Jones, but at least in Indiana Jones, <laughs> they set up the story for you of like we are we got to go get something. Come yeah. help us. Like I understand. We got to go get a dinosaur. Yeah, oh Jones wait, that's a different. Go ride. find your got dinosaur in here, and we have to go find him. You're right because we start out in a museum of antiquities. And then we're, like, randomly on a set. But are we? Because it's all on TV. And then all of a sudden we're in the actual thing. Yeah, but then we're in an actual, like, dig site. And then it's, like, sit down. And then we all do. Every time. No one questions this. And then we get yelled at, like, are you insane? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
they all give us the thumbs up and then immediately uh-huh. Reggie's like, Are you crazy? <laughs> immediately. <laughs> you barely you barely leave the station. Do you, you not know what happened to me? Complete morons. Where Mummified. are your magi symbols? Mummified <laughs> Reggie is like, Go away. Why did you sit in this this you know, this truck makes no sense of why it's here. Are you an idiot? Why would you get into something that makes no sense? Where's your magi symbol? You- Brendan Fraser's a jerk. All these things. You were on a movie set. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And we're all like, oh, God, well, I was just following the person in front of me in line, and now I feel like an idiot. We're all sheep, and this is why. We're all <laughs> the internet is ruining our lives. We are all sheep. Oh, God. Um, so that this is 100% accurate. You, honest to God, get strapped into this ride, and then immediately you turn the corner and see Reggie as a, like, mummy basically and he warns you to go back and then he's immediately silenced by our first sighting of Himotep Himotep (laughs) who is terrifying by the way crazy animatronic gigantic pretty advanced for his time I think yeah yeah for sure and I read somewhere that they like toned him down to make him less lifelike looking but I don't know if I believe Mm. that I do no, remember there was like a period of time in Central Florida where I felt like we we weren't. I'm sure it was during the recession where like nobody was doing well, and so like if they could not fix things, they wouldn't because there was a sure. a few years where Emotep never came out, and Reggie oh. just scared me. And then I remember <laughs> when I was in college going once, and he came out again, and I was truly uh-huh. fight frightened. I kicked the like right. my foot kicked it and i cracked a toenail because i was so scared because oh, i did God, not expect geez. that to happen gross Spoil- wow. that is a curse were you wearing the, your magi symbol i was not see uh-huh. do they sell magi symbols in the gift shop if not wow i'm, I'm pretty sure they do I'm if they don't tomorrow i'm gonna can go buy you some. can you thanks will do we right, need those you. for sure. We need those every time we record. I don't know how we've lived this long without our symbol. I mean, I've barely survived. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, one, I think the last time I was there, sometimes his limbs, like, because he jumps out of this sar- sarcophagus. Sar- yup. He jumps yeah. out of those. Um, and he makes a noise. Wait, you heard it earlier. <laughs> it's a, a creaking. <laughs> So- Actually, no, there's no squeaking because he comes like, like it's like you're kicking down the door mm-hmm. the way he comes out mm-hmm. of that thing. It's aggressive. It's an aggressive jump. And sometimes what I feel like, um, it's almost like his limbs don't quite have the brakes sometimes. So sometimes he aggressively jumps out and like one leg is kind of still shaking. <laughs> it's like when Kramer gets into the room in an episode yes! of Seinfeld. <laughs> Wrapped up in bandages here. You don't even have a magi symbol. What's wrong with you? We figured it out, Universal. NBC yeah. Universal. You thought nobody was going to know. The storyline was signed all along. Figured. Emotep modeled after Kramer. Yeah. I, will, yeah. I will say that this first, you, you bring up something good where it's like he comes out with like a roar almost. I will say this about this ride and definitely, okay, all other Universal rides. Um, they're all so loud. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah. 
potentially, I would argue, maybe too loud because I've been on this ride dozens of times. And until I did research on for this podcast about what was this person saying, I had no idea. I just thought he was just roaring and <laughs> six different times through this ride. No idea whatever he was ever saying because it just happens. It's so intense. You, I don't know. I just kind of block out the words a lot, I guess. So too loud. Yeah. Universal turn it I, down. I'm with you. I could not. I don't think I ever understood what he was saying. I just knew it was scary and we needed to move on. <laughs> <laughs> and move on, we do. So we uh, turn kind of a tight corner. There's some lasery effects on the wall. Um, we turn up into, I don't know, I'm going to call it like the treasure room. Treasure, treasure room, room, yeah. It's like full of stuff. And it's a quite a big, large room. Um, this effect has not aged amazing but i remember the first time being on it there's like a projection screen or like a screen a giant screen ahead of you where you see an image of imhotep and he again i I have no idea what he says he's just yelling at you Um, (laughs) literally what it sounds like to me it's not friendly (laughs) screaming i I have gathered that much um welcome to the treasure room (laughs) but the right pick anything you want um (laughs) But the, he yells at you, you've done something wrong, or he's threatening you in some way. Uh, the cool part of this effect, though, is then mummified kind of guard warrior animatronics pop up on the side of your car, which is very scary. And they come up with like a burst of flames as well. Um, it was a very heavily publicized or like mar- marketed effect before this ride was open. I, I've def- I definitely saw it on TV. We st- they still mm-hmm. show it on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, it's impressive. And then your vehicle, much like Indiana Jones, our dinosaur, feels like it has like a mind of its own. Like it reacts to the things around it. You know, it like stutters a little bit or moves forward mm-hmm. and back. This one kind of, it feels like your vehicle is like running away. <laughs> when that I, part happens. Now I'm, now I'm picturing Fred Flintstone like with his little feet. <laughs> oh, Let's go. Sure. We're on to you, Universal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but this is a real, this was, I think, the scariest part of the ride. So as your ride oh, yeah. vehicle moves forward, you see like the treasure room walls like kind of falling in, like you're going to be trapped in this room. Um, and it kind of looks like it's going to come down right on top of you. But you make it out. Barely. Phew. But that's a really that's a really cool effect. I think it's the scariest part of the ride. That when they pop up at you? No, when the, like, wall. Like, when you're trying to get out of the treasure room. Yes. The, like, wall. Or what would you, what do you call that? Like, a door, I guess? It just feels I like mean, the wall's coming down at you. It happens quite often in the movie where, and especially, gosh, I've seen it. Especially at the end, the guy is, there's a whole bunch of people in this movie, but the main three characters are Brendan Fraser, his like soon to be girlfriend, and her brother. But they're off dealing with Emotep. Yeah, her brother, who is. Well, he's like, he's like the, like the. Wasn't he like a professor or something? Yes, like a, she's a librarian. Yeah, yeah. He's a professor, and actually, I really love this character. He no. was <laughs> no. <laughs> the actor was in like an episode of Alias. He's amazing. He's like Scottish or something. I'll never remember his name. But 
Anyway, um, no, there's another guy who was helping Emotep all along, but then sees, like, that war room, and he does that Abu thing where he's like, I have to grab all the stuff. So he does. He grabs, like, <laughs> all the jewels, and then he, like, can't carry it all, so he stops oh, for, like, two seconds no. on, um, and he puts the bag on, like, a lever, and the lever winds up, like, closing down everything. So then all these walls are, like, coming down, and everyone oh. has to, like, race to get out just like in any other. It's like Titanic. I hate it's that basic- scene. <laughs> <laughs> Titanic or like you know Aladdin or Indiana Jones. Wait, there was a lever on Titanic, so this could have been avoided by not putting the bag down on yeah. the lever. No, like all the boil Ugh. in the boiler room, they they're they're closing all the yeah, they're t- closing all the watertight yeah. doors, but there's people in there. The oh yeah, no, oh, yeah, that was stressful. That's, that's, the very, that's at the very that's uh, at the very very end of tape VHS mm-hmm. tape number one. <laughs> Basically, frame for frame, the same movie. I'm, Sure. Right. Yeah, there are no except new for, stories. Instead of water, it's sand, but it's like the same thing. Uh. But yeah, so it makes sense that, that the, I forgot that that was in the ride. But yeah, absolutely. That was very reminiscent of that movie moment. But I disagree. For me, the scariest part is the next room that Ooh. we go in. Yes. That's, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Okay. Yeah. Well, tell us all about it, Cheryl. So, I mean, the best part about this ride, and I think why it's been so popular, is that it's it's classified as a dark ride, but it has roller coaster elements. Like for someone who doesn't like roller coasters very much, I adore this ride because they give you exactly what you want in that thrill, but they don't like overdo it. So you go from the great room of lots of shiny things and scary pop-ups to you race down into this one room. But this part is where it like slams on the brakes. Ooch. You come to a big <laughs> halt, and then all these scarabs like race into the room Ugh, around yeah, you. Gross. Ugh, the beetles—they're so gross. gross. Uh, not the beetles, but the the, the scarab beetles. The B-E-E-T-L-E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other beetles are really great. Not the B E A T L E. Can you imagine though of little miniatures of the beetles? Way more enjoyable. Oh God, yeah. It's the Beatles overlay. (laughs) It'll be like their like spring concert series overlay instead of like the Christmas holiday one. I'm just picturing (laughs) actual (laughs) scarab beetles, but with the Beatles with the heads of the Beatles. (laughs) I'm just playing scarabs with the hair, the mop top (laughs) hair. Scarabs with the hair. Oh Oh, God, I love it. Wow, 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 wow. Yes. Um, To me, that rising, (laughs) rushing halt is like the worst part of the ride, but then to be met with scarabs is not a great Well, I agree. That's gross. There's a couple things going on in this scene. So one, it's a pretty enclosed space, which is creepy. Also, like, it's a dead end, so you're super, um, you're enclosed, which is a little intimidating. Um, And then, yeah, the, the Beatles aspect is just gross. I watched a video of the Singapore ride, though, and there's a, an effect that I think was really smart in that. And maybe it exists elsewhere, but I just haven't noticed it. When you come to a stop, it's because your ride vehicle has essentially crashed into yeah. the wall. And it mm-hmm. the screen in front of you looks as though you've broken through the like wall. Hit it. Yeah. And that's why the beetles then start crawling through. Mm-hmm. And that's gross. It's so crazy. And there's also an element to like, as you mentioned, like going into a dead end, you do think for a minute of like, wait. How do you get out of this? Where am I going now? And that's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, 
you go backwards. That's what you do, yeah. which is amazing. Which you are not expecting. Totally unexpected. Yeah, again, similar to what we said on our Tower of Terror episode, you can go into this ride thinking like, even if you know, oh, it's a roller coaster and a dark ride. But what you what hasn't been mentioned is you're going to go backwards. <laughs> you're going to go forward. <laughs> forward, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, but there is also like an effect where you turn the vehicle the whole room turns the vehicle turns right. yeah like, there's a lot yeah. of unexpected moments um, it's because it, like, i like what cheryl said where it's like it's you know elements of roller coaster elements of dark ride but like all just jumbled up into this like crazy mess that you just can't wrap your head around when it's over yeah so immediately, yeah, after you escape the beetle room by kind of rushing backwards, it's a little bit of Yesterday. a... Yesterday. <laughs> I can't stop with the beetles. Please never stop with the beetles. Oh, God. Um, so the backwards scene is a little bit roller coastery, right? You go pretty quickly, and then you come to a screeching halt in another room, and Big Bad, <laughs> Big Bad Emotep's back again, threatening you. Um, no idea what he's saying, but it's rude rude mm-hmm. and this is a cool part because then as you follow kind of the image and the voice of emotep on the wall your whole ride vehicle starts doing a like, a like a 180 like it you are facing forward and then you turn to face the complete opposite direction um so crazy again yeah very unexpected very fun um and then you launch basically into the biggest roller coaster portion of the ride and that launch is, I mean, it's my second favorite part of the ride of like, because it's just the way that they incorporated the the audio and the visuals and like this, this the, because the, it's like a, that, oh, what I can't even describe like the noises that are happening because mm-hmm. he's like yelling out like, your souls are mine. Yeah. And as he's doing so that, it's like, weird. mine. And yeah. then it's like the whole thing is getting, like you feel the pull, mm-hmm. like it feels like he is pulling you uphill which is the weirdest feeling ever to be catapulted up it's so instead true. of going down mm-hmm. yeah it uh yeah that ef- the effect of being going f- quickly up an incline is is a hard one to beat especially in like a dark enclosed space where yeah someone's yelling at you about your soul <laughs> right and it looks like you're gonna i mean you go straight through him basically like, like yeah it's, um, yeah yeah it's intense um but like cheryl said also it's a good it's a good amount of roller coaster, but it doesn't last very long, um, mm-hmm. which I like as well. And there's no flips or anything, so you're not gonna get super no, dizzy. No, it's so fun. It's the fun part of roller coasters without the bad part of roller coasters. It is. It does. That's true, it reaches yeah. a match, max speed of forty miles per hour. Which where does that uh, match up to Disney World attractions? Oh like, gosh. Like oh, how fast does Space Mountain go? Test track is 65. Oh, right. Yeah. That hurts so my face. Yeah. <laughs> what is Rock and Roller Coaster? Because that one I see. Well, that one, that one launches you at 60 yeah. something. Yeah. Zero to 60. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I make the worst faces on that ride because it's too much for me. I have a, I have a doughy face. So, like, no matter what, <laughs> I'm making weird faces on rides. But I'm not. Oh, it's amazing. just like. Rocking roller coaster old. is fifty-seven miles per hour. Okay. What's like? I feel like like Space Mountain or what's Everest? Maybe these might or be maybe kind of even on like par. Big Thunder. Big Thunder, maybe. Ooh. Yeah, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is thirty-four miles per hour. Oh, oh 
fast, way faster. That's a good one. Didn't I, think about that one. Yeah. I have it. Would expect. Big Thunder is 36. Wow. Ooh, I was Closer. close. I'm calling it. I'm calling Space Mountain because it's also indoors. Space mm. Mountain, 75. Space <laughs> Mountain. Space Mountain, 28. Oh, slow wow. baby. Wow. It doesn't really have a lot of place to, places to That's go. That's true. Yeah. Oh, Expedition Everest, 50. Hmm. Yep. So Disney because really it, cause it has that major drop. Yeah. Oh, Slinky Dog Dash is forty. Oh, so I think that's okay, Disney equivalent. That if it's without going little. over, that's the closest. So Slinky Dog and Mummy are Mummy a, like a similar <laughs> thrilling are basically feel. the same same ride, same storyline. You need yeah. to have your, your Andy's like your soul is mine, <laughs> <laughs> or he throws you, you into Sid's backyard. Yeah. Really? You just miss out on you don't get Kramer and you don't get the Beatles. Correct. So oh, <laughs> pretty much. Well. Yeah. Okay. Slinky Dog is the worst, right then. I know where I'm gonna go. <laughs> Families don't waste your time on Slinky. Don't waste your you don't time. But Beatles. <laughs> just go ride the mummy. I'm sure it's a shorter wait. Oh, no, I'm sure. God. Oh. <laughs> uh, so after your soul is mine. Um, after the roller coaster portion, <laughs> after the roller coaster portion, actually the ride comes to a pretty abrupt stop at what, if you look around you, looks like a unload area for a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And up in the upper left corner, there's like a silhouette of a team member um, who's like, "Welcome back!" It's <laughs> the lane now. of everything, right? Oh it's yeah. <laughs> oh hi, welcome back. <laughs> Um, and then Jerkface Imhotep is back, and he like kills her. I guess we can assume. Yeah, yes. it's Breaks kind of intense. Glass. It is intense. Um, Takes her soul. Like, yeah, shreds her flesh her off. Ugh, yeah, gross. you know, as you do. As you do. <laughs> that's that's gross. And then this is this is my this uh, is my favorite part of the ride. This though. is a neat part. So then he says yeah. something else again. If anyone wants to fill in the blanks about this man, something is about your souls and death. That's all I know. Um, yeah. And he lights the or the the roof, the ceiling of the area that you're in lights on fire, and that is a effect in the industry known as brain fire. It's real. It's real flames, and you can feel yeah. it. It's very very. Hot. It's hot. Mm-hmm. Prepare it's so to hot. forfeit your souls. Death is only the beginning. You can be his translator. Like all we hear is. <laughs> that is all I hear. And yeah. Death mm-hmm. is only the beginning. Okay. And then flames. And then flames. And, and it's hot. And it's it's almost to the point where you're like, I can't take the heat much longer. And they know mm-hmm. this. And then you you drop again. Yeah, um, I read the somewhere. The biggest drop up the ride. It's like 3,200 degrees at the ceiling, but only like 170 degrees at your level. Interesting. Good God. And this was an effect <laughs> that they used in the um, Universal Hollywood attraction backdraft. Oh. <gasps> Oh, I've which I've never been, been on. No. Interesting. <laughs> but I've heard a lot about it, um, obviously on YouTube, and <laughs> it looked kind of weird. So I can't say. And I, if I remember correctly, it. I don't, I don't think Hollywood has the fire effect on their mummy no, ride. No, I don't think they do. Yeah, because I was very disappointed when I rode that. The, at least maybe it was. I didn't know if it was broken or they just didn't have it. But I remember not having that whole scene. Mm. 
I feel uh, like the Hollywood that's version. the coolest part of the whole yeah. ride, honestly. It's impressive. And the fact Agreed. that it's still there, because, I mean, sometimes you think about, like, oh, off-season, on-season, I can't believe we're sure. spending money on all of this fire, because it's not, it can't be cheap. I don't even know how they do that effect with, like, I can't, I mean, like, what are they using to, like, not ignite, but. It's um, like natural gas. Yeah. Ah. It's natural. So there's some guy up there letting it out. (laughs) No. Oh. No, not. Okay. George is sitting up there just farting. Was that gas (laughs) joke? Insert fart joke here. (laughs) Do we have to mark this episode explicit because of fart jokes? (laughs) Five jokes are never I to, explicit. I need to re- read the terms and conditions on like what makes it explicit. We've just passed the. Uh, I the feel point. like SpongeBob is so. all fart jokes, and so it has. Well, he's explicit, <laughs> right? Is he explicit? No, Run and Stimpy had to have been. Oh, they, they were. Yeah. They weren't. Oh my god. Oh, oh, but they. I mean, they were. I if we're just going right. by. I feel like Ren and Stimpy probably set the line of anything. Like they were like, "Well, well, okay." Hey, well, it's not as bad as Ren and Stimpy. Right? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, I'm more less uncomfortable with this than I am Ren and Stimpy. It flies. Right. Right. It flies. You're fine. You're family friendly. <laughs> oh God. Hey, hey, hey. Um. So yeah, after. Brain fire. So death was just through. the beginning. Yeah. What's death next? Was, apparently. So you do a little bit more roller coaster. Um, and then, thank God, we see the big Magi symbol. Magi! And you pass kind of through it, under it. And that is the moment then when you've escaped the curse. You're now, you're now protected again. And you thank reach goodness. the real unload um, area. And... Brendan Fraser is on a screen ahead of you. Being, yes. Being a jerk again. He is such a jerk. And he is like, oh, I'm glad you came back. I would be having more fun if I had my coffee. But he like yells it. Yells yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, yeah, hey, welcome obnoxious. back. Hope you enjoyed yourself. I would have enjoyed this interview a lot more if I had gotten my cup of coffee. But then you're like, first of all, Brendan, why are you sitting getting interviewed? Do you know what just happened to us? Right, yeah, Death like, was what? only the beginning for a us. Lady died a lady died. Die. <laughs> yeah, Reggie's dead. Reggie's Lady's dead. dead. The Beatles are singing in the, the freaking ride. The Beatles have been trapped. All you curse. need is love, and we've learned that from Beatles on the ride. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, the good news is he gets he gets um what he, what he deserves. You can say it. You can say it. Or it's implied because a mummy <laughs> hand reaches out to give him his coffee. Is that what happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I've all, I remember the mummy hand. I don't remember if there was a cup of coffee in it. And then you hear like off screen struggles, basically. Well, he like screams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like falls. And then it's like cut to black. You fill in the blank here. Mm-hmm. So good for him, I guess. He was being a real know. Brendan Fraser. He was. I just feel I don't I'm 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 struggling to think like, oh wow, like how cool of an actor did not that have have an ego about like his character. Or was yeah, he just being himself and he's just a real turd. I don't know. Yeah, it does. It it, it act that's a that's actually a really good note because when I wrote it the first time, it made me think like, oh, is this how like you know, Rick O'Connor, I mean, uh, Brendan Fraser is, or is this Rick, you know, mm. the character? Right. 
because it, it was it was it was kind of like oh this is, I mean either way it's kind of bad yeah because yeah. I don't want either character to be that way I don't need this kind of negative well, <laughs> right and like I wonder where he went because he was in the mummy he was huge in like the late nineties early two thousands blast from the past the mummy mm-hmm. George right. of the jungle and then like right. nothing so like I wonder if like he thought this was funny but really like that was who he was becoming and then Hollywood was like no more right you're done (sighs) after that after he screamed and fell off the chair they're like you're never working in Hollywood again or maybe the fact that he didn't wear the Magi truly was a curse on Mm -hmm. his career his body his everything wow yeah I mean if you look at his like so I just pulled up his IMDB and like he definitely has – oh, I forgot about Journey to the Center of the Earth. That was a thing. Um, you know, there's things that he's done, but obviously he hasn't done, you know, nearly as popular of, like, the movies that were coming out in the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I don't or know what happened to he's a genius, him. and he made enough from these movies to be like – peace like, i don't have to right. work That's, again. yeah call me when you need a yeah. like you know guest star role i'll be there for a day he's probably like a See really ya. nice guy oh i th- I, ho- I feel I hope like so. he kind of is like he might be a little too eager to like play charades at a dinner party but like mm-hmm. what but is like, that what's that reference the, no but i just feel like that's, <laughs> that's too cheesy but like he'll be the first one to send you flowers oh. if you're in the hospital for like a routine surgery you know yeah. like i feel yeah. like that's the vibe i get from him I th- those are very specific examples <laughs> they that are. you use they, to judge a person i feel like this has happened to you i feel like you have a relationship <laughs> with well i mean brendan and i go way back but you know not gonna speak about it right right well great okay thank you um also sponsored by charades Charades. just want to throw that out there charades the game to play and heads up the game to play in theme park use oh yes That's fun. How have we not talked about that yet? Okay. Yeah, that's a big one. Especially in the Halloween Horror Nights episode, because every time mm. I'm there, you see someone playing heads up. Everybody's playing. Everybody. Like, I, I play with other people when you're walking I, by. I, get I like yell at the answer. so mad because I feel like I'm being so crystal clear, and the, the jerks, <laughs> are, the Brendan Frasers around me just aren't getting it. <laughs> <laughs> I recently saw something online that was like, hey, look. Brendan Fraser was at this restaurant and he signed a photo of himself and he signed it yes. and said, I was in the mummy. I saw oh. that. But that makes me think that he's hilarious and kind, which makes me like I, him. I would think he Because is. that feels like something I would do, which doesn't make me hilarious or kind, but like it's endearing to me that he would, that is like, he's like, this is why I'm famous. Remember, like this is why you right. want this like, picture makes, of me. He That's makes he makes fun of himself. Like, yeah, which is I think a great sign that it's a, a fun person, right? Agreed. Yeah. But I feel like he's that one friend who is so nice, but like doesn't get it. Like he's the last at a party when you're like, so I got an early morning tomorrow, and he's like, so do you, what do you want to do? Watch Friends, and you're like, <laughs> please leave. Like that. The vibe I get. <laughs> I hate a lingerer more than a That's lot of amazing. things. It's That's amazing. Like he just he thinks he's in on the joke, but he's not. But he's not not mm. in on the joke. So because like, he thinks oh. we're just hanging out. Yeah. And that's why it's like you're being a dick and everyone's laughing about it. But like 
We right. all have like, to just, work tomorrow. Leave, we man. know you don't, but yeah. we do. Right. <laughs> Cuz you're in the mummy. You're like in I get the it. Blast from the past. So far. Mm. Brendan Fraser, if you're listening, we just love we you. Do. That's why we're talking about you so we much. Do. <laughs> Huge fan. Blast from the past is uh like it's underrated. Oh, that's a great. Yeah, that's a great movie. Really Alicia Silverstone. Oh gosh, yes. Yeah. A really She's good dance scene. Yeah. It's a travesty that that wasn't made into a theme park, like, attraction. I would love to go eat in their bunker, you know, like, as a restaurant. Oh, that would be so awesome. That would be awesome. Universal. Table for five. <laughs> That's our only table. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. But, yeah, um, I think yeah. we've come to the end of the ride. I think so. This is also a good um, – I really like this gift shop for whatever reason. You, like, come off of the ride down, and you kind of take the ramp down. It's a fun little ramp. Right? It's a great ramp. I don't know. I mean, that sounds so dumb if you have not been to this attraction. But if you have walked down that ramp, I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's a monster. It's a, it's a huge. And it's like full. It used to be full of um, what looks like props from the movie and stuff, which mm-hmm. kind of carrying the theme into the gift shop is cool. I like and that. And there were, there were even um, missing posters for Reggie along the no walls. No kidding. Mm-hmm. That is fantastic. A missing persons poster with a picture of Reggie on it. That's a good online photo as well, I must say. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're getting you, I think, during the second drop. Is that? Yeah, I Actually, think I have right. no idea. Um, but it's during, definitely during the roller coaster portion because you're, my face looks like I'm on a roller coaster. <laughs> like being pulled and play in weird places it's perfect it's a good on-ride photo do you guys have a favorite on-ride photo at universal i'm trying to think of some other ones though I always where think else can my, you buy a photo my favorites are always like buzz Lightyear because you are like staring off into space yeah that's a good one <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> Oh, I, I just I don't enjoy on ride photos, so I just kind of like look at them, laugh, and then just move on. I don't laughing. even like rate them. <laughs> yeah, the, always laugh. The Rip Ride Rocket is a movie. Oh, do you remember God. that? Yes, a video of you blacking oh, out. On yeah, the ride. no, no okay. thanks. Fun fact: Cheryl and I both literally black out on Rip Ride Rocket yes. at the same moment every time. Like we black out and we both come to like on the straightaway towards blue man group and we're like whoa weird this has happened at least three times and then finally we discussed it and i think that's the last time i wrote it because i was like no that's not okay as you get older like you're just asking for trouble if you if you (laughs) honest to god pass out on if you honest got pass out on roller coasters just stop going on them my vision goes blank and then i like come to and i'm like wait what's happening uh yeah i mean i get like the the weird like tunnel vision thing where like it like blackness like surrounds my vision and i have like a little that feels bad but i don't go completely out yet oh god (laughs) stop trying though not good um we should mention what are the differences from the hollywood version though there there actually are a lot it's quite yeah it's quite a lot Um, it feels like a different attraction in a lot of ways honestly Mm -hmm. so here's my here's my here's are some of them and my takes on what the differences are um the very first scene is totally different you don't just jump right into reggie 
I'm warning you that this is um, a trap and all that. Um, is it because they don't do the you're in a movie set setting? Well, I think it's we- it's weird because I think in the queue there's like there's something about like you get the backstory of Emotep. Yeah, it's a little bit more like here's just you're on an actual dig site. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's. It, and then, like, as you go in, then you start to see more of, like, the same, like, they have, like, the little peephole and blah, blah, blah. And so I got, you start to see, like, the mummified stuff. Yeah, you come into, like, part two of the of the Orlando queue, kind of. Right, yeah. right. Um, and then um, we go into, like, the burial chamber of Emotep. So you're getting, like, into it that's there. That's true. Maybe you get a little bit more, more moody queue scenes. I like that. Yeah. But I think, I mean, if I remember correctly, like the out, I'm trying to remember the outside of the building. I don't think there was anything. It's nothing. It was the, yeah, it was a former ET, so it's nothing. It, it's just almost like a soundstage, exactly. really. Exactly. And that's kind of what yeah. it looks like. It's it's on the lower, what's that called? Like the lower lot? Yeah, the um, lower, yeah. And yeah, it, it doesn't, it's not trying to be the Museum of Antiquities or trying to be Egypt. It just is like, here's the Revenge of the Mummy, the ride. Ride. Right. The ride, right. the ride. Um, so the first show scene, though, is also different. Um, and I would say um, I like it a little bit better, actually. It's like a little spookier mm-hmm. with the, like, mummy skele- skeleton hands, like, reaching down from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. I think that's a better setup to this ride than Reggie yelling at you. Personally, but I mean Reggie's pretty cool. Reggie's let's, fine. Let's, you know. Respect Reggie. I like Reggie. <laughs> Don't be wrong, Reggie. He sacrificed like you. His magi so Brendan Fraser could get his coffee. I know, but <laughs> I think you come. I think you come in a little too hot with Reggie. I would like to turn that first corner and yeah. be greeted with skeleton hands, where we're like, "Oh, that's a cool movie effect," and Reggie's like, "Are you dumb? No, man." Those are real mummies. Like, yeah, I'd like that better. Ease us into a temple before you start mm-hmm. screaming at us about our poor choices. It's my one rule. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then I guess, because we do get introduced to another character from the mummy, right? It's like... Um, like an actual character from the movie, which is another yeah. key difference. Right. So you, that, you've got that. Mm-hmm. It's not Brendan Fraser, but we get a different person. Yeah. Who? Uh, the, like, he's the the oh. warden gad whatever his name is or whatever okay um i like that scene too though i think that the um screens look pretty good there mm-hmm. screens don't always look amazing but they look pretty good there um and then you go into another difference is you go into a a temple where there's an animatronic of em- emotep um which i think is pretty impressive he's kind of like up higher yeah, he's like in a different. It's not. Yeah, he, it's him, but it's not like he is in the other mm-hmm. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's impressive, and it looks like you're in like a, a Egyptian temple. It's kind of mm-hmm. tight, a tight space. I think that's an intimidating scene. I like it, um, but that's right where you launch into the roller coaster portion of the ride in Hollywood, and then you, when you come to an abrupt stop, is then the Beatles scene. Cue Beatles mm-hmm. music. I want to hold your hand. <laughs> oh, that's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. They want to jump into your skin and murder you from the inside. Okay. 
Or at least that's what <laughs> wow. happens in the movie. Wow. Oh, this sounds like a terrifying movie, and I'm glad I've never seen it. Someone dies. Oh, gosh. my gosh. That's great. Um, But then you go backwards again for a much longer time period. You don't just, like, turn, go into a short coaster backwards and then do, like, the 180 turn. You go on kind of, like an Expedition Everest backwards adventure. It, like, lasts for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your car does a spin around, and then the ride ends. It's really weird. <laughs> right. The ending is so abrupt. It's so it's weird. Like, yeah. Um, there's not a lot of storyline. Like, there, if you go back and watch, like, ride videos, um, or go back probably into, like, show scene um, staging written down somewhere you're like oh I guess that makes sense but when you're writing it you're like what the hell is it over right yeah um, so that's a bummer <laughs> I did that's a bummer so it starts off stronger mm-hmm. and ends uh, way weaker than the Orlando counterpart and it doesn't have the fire I will never understand why, I wonder why. they didn't use such an amazing effect that's were they intense. using it all all in backdraft Oh, maybe. I wonder, too, I guess a lot of those sort of effects maybe matter in what sort of building you're in. And maybe the E.T. soundstage wasn't... They didn't want to burn up the uh, the lead. Or, yeah, I don't... Yeah, Um, yeah, there maybe were just, like, physical um, limitations on what sort of effects you could bring in. That's interesting. Oh, I did read somewhere, jumping back to a major fun fact about the Orlando version. I actually think I learned this on the YouTube video, Theme Park Tourist. Look it up. I mean, that was a website, Theme Park Tourist. Um, YouTube videos, Theme Park History. Clever titles. Um, That in Orlando, they actually dug down a couple of feet into the foundation of the building to gain a little bit more... um, for drops and stuff mm-hmm. on the coaster, which is actually really neat to, to think about, just to gain a little bit, a couple more feet for the ride. Because yeah, the building was already there, so they had to like adapt the building, I guess, to fit the, what their idea was. Mm-hmm. It's so cool that they could do that in Florida, where they didn't hit water and then just like sink everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like if you just dig a hole a foot, <laughs> you're gonna be in a swamp. Mm-hmm. I think if you talk about Revenge of the Mummy the Ride, you also are opening up um, the curse. Oh, great. Right? Well, we're done now. I mean, yeah. So okay. it's been really fun. Ten up, ep- nine episodes. We had a blast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for Blah! listening. <laughs> Get me my coffee! <laughs> oh, blah dee. Oh, blah da. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry! <laughs> um... I just I remembered one thing I was going to say, and I forgot to say it while we were talking about the differences. Um, not that it matters anymore, but uh, there there is one ride difference from Singapore from or, from Singapore to Orlando. Mm. So Singapore's version does not have the the poor woman who dies midway oh, in the ride. Right. They don't have the ride operator scene. Basically, it's just the same kind of thing where you stop, and then there's like I think it's his book. Uh, like a book of the living I think is what it's called on a pedestal and then Emotep's voice comes out and he says something about you need the book or you'll never stop me and then he appears 
and then he goes into the same thing, and then he lights the flame, lights the ceiling on fire, and then oh. proceed well, into. I like that better. Yeah, he doesn't kill someone; he just threatens everybody again. Well, because they don't have the weird like meta stuff where it's like, "We're a movie set," no, "We're a dig site," no, "We're a theme park right. ride." It's like mm-hmm. it's not a confused storyline, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. You know what? Maybe we should discuss quickly the future of this ride because it often comes up in like the rumor mill of oh. like is oh, yes. is the mummy potentially mm-hmm. the next to go? Because Universal has is pretty ruthless um, when it comes to what attractions they're going to keep around. So I would say I think it's it's exciting, and I don't know did they purposefully make this ride of the mummy because of the movie or was like the movie something that Universal put into the like world beforehand because Universal is very famous for their monsters and obviously the mummy was a reboot of like the Boris Karloff original mummy movie which is a Universal monster to begin with so it was so exciting to see that this ride when they closed down confrontation they were really just reinvesting into their own products Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that was cool i don't know if the timing just worked out perfectly or if they did that on purpose it basically worked out perfectly that's what i think right Mm -hmm. but and i i would also say like i feel like that that this particular attraction still feels like it 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 fits in with the best of them you know (laughs) Because it's not like it's like, oh, I'm riding this roller coaster that feels like it's ancient because it's all wooden and falling apart. This one, because of the elements of it, it's like, oh, this feels like a ride of today Mm -hmm. because of these cool things that it does. It's so great. And I heard a rumor that they had talked about redoing it or refurbishing it when Tom Cruise's The Mummy came out. Oh, God. But it was such an epic disaster that, of yeah. course, they weren't going to mess with it. Did you guys see the, that that movie, the Tom Cruise yeah. one? Yeah. What did? was so bad about it? I did see it. Um, I, I will say it wasn't it wasn't bad. Like, it was, a, it was a fun movie to watch. There were some elements that were a little tough. Um... But after it was over with, it was kind of like that moment of like, why did they bother? Mm. You know, like <laughs> that's tough. And and it and it is a little sad because there was a big campaign where they were gonna re- they were gonna bring back all the classic right. monsters the, like, dark, one at a time. Dark universe. Yeah, thing, like right? bring back Wolfman and Dracula and Frankenstein, and then kind of they were trying to do like a Marvel cinematic thing mm. where it's like introduce them all in their own movie, and then I don't know. <laughs> what brings them all together like the avengers <laughs> um right. but they were going to end up being in a movie together and they did mummy and then that was it i mean that <laughs> it would just be stopped. a shame because that that whole concept got me really excited actually to like yeah, breathe same. new life into these very very classic universal like monsters right um mm-hmm. i think it's a shame I, i'm yeah i'd be interested to see it's, if that's it's still sad. If it's still something maybe they revisit in a couple years, maybe they were just kind of too quick to you know, push it out. Is this going to be something that they focus on in Epic Universe, though? The uni- oh, monsters? Maybe. Yeah. That would be awesome. I'll tell yeah. you, I am a huge fan of Tom Cruise, and like I didn't even mm-hmm. see this movie. And with and that, that like- we'll end mm. the podcast today. <laughs> we okay. won't recover from that comment. I know. Okay. With with the preface of I think I just love Mission Impossible and watching him run is really funny. Plus, despite the Scientology, there's no denying that he's just like a nice 
person. Right, right. So, like, even if he's, well, like, crazy. I mean, <laughs> I feel like there are some scary stories with oh. Katie Holmes and Nicole Kidman, so. I don't know how much of that was <laughs> voluntary on their part. Okay, <laughs> all right. You know, but I I don't know. I'm a big fan, but I didn't even I see I love it. Jerry Maguire, I'll tell you that. Ethan Hunt, man, he's the greatest. But I think that this, The Mummy, came out too close to another Mission Possible movie, and people really only feel like supporting oh. one Tom Cruise movie every like three years. I, I feel think like that's definitely true. If yeah. it were to come out right now, I think it would be bigger because we haven't seen him in a while. Wasn't there a Mission Impossible movie this past summer? Uh, been... There has been one recently, but I don't know how recent. Like Cheryl, you missed it. It, no, I saw it, but it was at least six months ago. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, right. Yeah, I feel like every six. Months. I also, I also feel like they shouldn't have cast Tom Cruise. To be honest, I yeah. feel like he doesn't fit the was part of. Was he the of... mummy? No. no, 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 no. He was the Brendan he was... Fraser. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, but it, it, it's not the kind of role that I would see him. Listen to me, like I'm a casting person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we've gotten so used to Tom Cruise being like our action guy. Because of Mission Impossible. And yeah. And like yes, Mummy had action in it, but there's also like he's a he's a like a smart guy too. So like why you know, like like I don't know, it just didn't kind of fit for me. Sometimes I feel again, why do I have any opinion on this? But here it is. Um sometimes I feel like these big, uh, large scale movies that are intended to like build a universe, right? I feel like they should be investing a most of their budget probably in the production and then get some unknown actor who's wildly talented and very, very eager to please. Um, Ashby Clark. Named <laughs> <Yes>. Ashby Clark. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I feel like that's a, a way to um, not put the, the pressure on these like movie stars where you ha- we come in with expectations about like who they are and what they can do and then give it to yeah give it to someone who's like eager to prove that and then spend all the money on special effects because that is the first thing that ages any of these films that makes them like yeah. no longer relevant um that's true so that's go a good hire opinion Ashby. i like that <laughs> yeah great. Uh, you can visit me at ashbyclarkonline.com mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. and also that's it. <laughs> uh, oh, I was, I was like, gonna, what a say? I don't have any. <laughs> um, I'm glad we talked about the second mummy, though, because I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, it, I think everybody forgot about it. <laughs> so was were we thinking, or was there like rumor that they would have like refurbished the mummy to be like the new mummy? Is that yeah? What that's. The thought? Wow. That's what I was under the impression of, and the rumor that I had heard was that, like, if it was successful, they would have rebranded it as, like, a filming with all of those characters. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, and honestly, like, I, I really like the ride as it is. If they were to spruce it up with effects and maybe, or remove the references to, like, the movie set... Or even the Brendan Fraser zines or, like, the theme park employee. Um, I think I'd be okay with that. Like, I, I'm i usually in support of theme park attraction refurbishments or, like, sprucing up as opposed to replacing. 
yeah. trying to think of like when that was a bad idea journey into imagination i guess um oh yeah but other than that i feel like i'm a fan i'm trying to i'm yeah. running through them in my head what am i not a fan of well i i mean i i i feel like yeah you're right because even like with test track you know they mm-hmm. reimagined it and there was some you know as there always are the people who love the classics right. there was some there was some negativity around that um so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like your thought of like, yeah, let's spruce it up, but don't necessarily like completely change it if it works. I, you know, if it's a good story and it's a good ride. Exactly. Like, yeah. like the big, the the middle, um, basically like the meat of the attraction is fantastic. Like treasure mm-hmm. room on is great. Like don't, you don't have to... Um, yeah, don't have to replace the whole thing. Or maybe just make it the, like, Singapore version, right? We Maybe they learned yeah, the lesson right. or learned the lessons and integrated mm-hmm. those into the newest version of the ride, so. I also feel like all of my favorite things about that ride have nothing to do with what's happening story-wise. Like, they could completely 100%. refigure it, configure it, and just keep the ride system the same, and I would mm-hmm. still ride it and love it. Agreed. True. And I would also encourage, you know, people who are out there in the theme park creative world to look at mummy as like a model of combining different ride systems to create something that's Mm -hmm. like really stands out. Mm -hmm. There are screens, but not a lot, you know, or used correctly. The challenge I think that we, we face today is what can we do that will still wow or surprise our guests? And, and that's a tough thing to do, but it, it's not it's not that difficult because mummy still does it today mm-hmm. and you know the ride like uh even everest you know mm-hmm. there's elements that you're not expecting and it's it's just a surprise wow moment that happens i think screen rides are fun but they you're not going to get a wow mm-hmm. from that you're going to be like oh okay i see what you did you well know. and in the mummy i was just thinking like the way they use screens are very effective like the the whole mm-hmm. room with the beetles um, those are screen. Those are screen. <laughs> the Beatles concert. Oh God, I'm running out of songs. Uh, um, wait. But those are screens. Like that's that's an effective use of screen. It's not just like a motion mm-hmm. simulator screen experience. It's like um, they're using screens to show three dimensional movement in a way that would be um, less effective if it were physical. If it were a physical effect. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a great use of, of a screen. The Fast and yeah, Furious agreed. ride is not a good use no. of screens. I don't know. I still like it. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Always like, the contrarian, I, well, Cheryl. It's a big old party, and they just want us to race to it, and I'm a fan. I'm a fan. It's a party. You literally no, party. love any ride with music on it, though. I think the thing, too, is I really, like, as much as I do enjoy roller coasters, I my body can't handle them. So when it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, we're moving forward in a normal motion. <laughs> <laughs> I support it. <laughs> Uh, that's a, <laughs> no, it's true. It it is a little bit more like um, inclusive, I guess. Yeah. Like everyone can enjoy and this. Then, like everyone else hates it, so the weight's usually not abysmal. Like, okay. God, yeah, <laughs> good point. Big old fan. Okay. That's great. <laughs> I hear you, and I'm willing to give it a go. Thank you. Well, guys, <laughs> let's 
wrap this up. Oh. Hey, you see what I did there? Mm-hmm. You see what I, I did? I liked it. Please make sure that you always wear your symbol of the Magi, no matter what it might be. Words of wisdom. And always be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast. Yeah, and get Brendan Fraser his gosh darn pumpkin spice Coffee. latte. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs>